0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the 001 Radio Games Cast, episode number 22. I hope everyone's happy to be here. I'm your host Ryan and I'm joined by my lovely cohort of co-hosts. Ben. Hello, I'm here again. Yeah. Uh, I, sure. I was going
1: to turn that into a song. I just totally <laughs> totally fucking did the job.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brett. Hello. Apologies for this word works. And Wyatt.
2: Plot twist: I'm not happy to be here. So. Wow. Well, you can yeah, leave I
1: mean,
0: whenever you want.
1: Yeah, get out of here. No, this, uh, is out of here. this is, this is, this is a voluntary. deal with me. Yeah. It's not like voluntary anymore. There's a sign-up
0: sheet. It's there's a oh. spreadsheet. You oh, he leave. has to be you're here. Right. Right. Yeah, you're you're legally <laughs> yeah. obligated. If you say you will be here, you're obligated to be here until further notice. Right. And if you're not here, next. you. Oh God. <laughs> I don't Ooh. want to deal with that. You know, we're gonna go ahead and skip right past that. <laughs> okay, so White and Brett, you were here last week. We had our wonderful little argument about the Double and Radio Games Cast Greatest Game Award of twenty 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 edition. So mm. we've got a next round of this. We've got oh. a new contender in the right Is this the
1: twenty twenty one edition?
0: No, this is yes. the twenty twenty edition because we're not to twenty twenty one. It's,
2: it's Bug Snacks, but we'll talk about the the <laughs> of after. Yeah, Bug Snacks needs
0: to release before we can <laughs> judge it. Uh, How many uh, weeks in a row will uh, we no, say that max is the best?
2: I think by what we've seen so far, it is the best game. Just from the trailers, it's already the best
1: Okay. Game. Yeah, I,
0: you could probably say that.
1: Can you give me a cliff notes of the the argument well, the, and the standings thereof? Let's <laughs> we'll, say what's the one, on? one
0: we We take a few games, and I have selected these games from like the Open Critic and Metacritic lists of top-rated games of this year uh criteria is essentially that it is not like new content to an existing game um like persona 5 royale is not eligible because it's new content for an existing game which would okay. have probably won if we were doing this in that year uh but we weren't so <laughs> it's out of contention uh all right so last week we talked about the last of us part two animal crossing new horizons and half-life alex and decided we'll let half Life half-life alex have its one week in the spotlight before it probably gets crushed by whatever it's going up against this week. So, <laughs> this week Half-Life Alex is up against Dreams. Well,
1: well, having just played something wonderful last night once again on Dreams, <sighs> The Passion of Humpty. Yeah, I um
0: Dreams is is I think something we all, are all a little bit more familiar with. Mm-hmm. Compared to Half-Life Alex.
1: Oh my god. Although yeah, I, I don't
2: know. I, I keep meaning to get the full version the only thing i've played is like the free version and i played uh what was the what's like the the game that media molecule made with dreams that they included with it what's it called I uh
0: i i have not played it's, it, it. It's, i don't know it's probably made with interesting it's this
2: interesting like uh kind of point and click thing that's from the perspective of like a washed up jazz player it's really in yeah. the art style is super interesting i've heard too. it's pretty
0: fun Although I've just been having tons of fun with the stuff that players have made, so it 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 did blow my
2: mind while I was playing. I was like, "This feels like like something that a a, a legit indie studio would would release, not like a AAA thing, but more of like an indie studio type of project." And it's like the fact that you can do
1: this, and they made this with their own engine is nuts. Like it's really well. Yeah, now Dreams has a lot of like tools, and like it can you can make a lot of different shit in Dreams.
0: Yeah, you definitely very versatile we talked a lot about half-life alex last week and basically it's probably going to be the benchmark for vr going forward yeah but vr is still very niche and not something a lot of people get to experience Uh, like even i have a vr system and just because of like living situations and whatnot uh playing it is still a major bit of contention of having the time to set it up right and and go through the process it's great when you can but it is a process
2: can we also, while we're on the topic of VR, can we just say, uh, rest in peace, uh, Oculus Rift, rest in peace.
0: <laughs> we're going to talk about the Oculus Rift more through the Gamescom stuff, so that can wait. Right okay. now, it's it's Half-Life Alex versus Dreams. I, don't, I know I personally lean towards Dreams, just because I like seeing the creati- creativity at play from people.
1: I think Dreams is, just, I don't know. VR for me has always been a glorified tech demo. And I haven't played Alex, there. so I can't really comment on that. But I just I know for a fact I can't, I can't play, sit down and play or stand up I guess, um, a VR game, for eight hours straight like I can something <laughs> like Escape from Tarkov. Yeah, like it just is not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. On that level. Uh, it's just not as engaging as far as.
0: I think that's a that's the a technology. You thing. That's a you thing. Well,
1: 100%. no. I think if the the tech get once the tech gets a little bit better and a little bit more immersive and a little bit less preferably
0: wireless would be and
1: preferably wireless because I'm always kind of focused on things outside of the VR rather than the game.
2: Yeah, I I really kind of I really just kind of blame that on like the technology is still really new. Yeah.
1: And no, we need to work I'm, with it more. Like,
2: Developers need to work with it more, and I think eventually it'll be. I'm not saying that... it's never going to
1: get there, obviously. Yeah,
2: cause... well, I but but no, I and I agree with you in that I think yeah. right now the technology is too young for it to interest me personally because right. it feels like this really big barrier to entry for games that aren't that don't really seem like it's worth. Yeah. The time to yeah. Do so, so because yeah. it's just so expensive, so much point.
1: work, and then it's just like, oh, I can I some mean, like, fun mini games or something. Yeah, like basically. Yeah. So right. oh, I will say it. It literally is mind blowing the first time you do VR. <laughs>
0: and Beat Saber is still some of the most fun I've had playing video games. Period. Like yeah. it's it's hard to beat good VR games, but they are certainly niche and they take setup. And they're not like when I think I'm just gonna go and play a video game. I usually don't jump to VR. I jump to home your console because you can PC. just
1: or your pc or whatever you can just, you can just yeah, sit whatever you've you got available like, oh, you can just I sit play. relax and play something because uh, sometimes you don't right want
0: now. to be yeah. if you're running around all day you don't want to be running around in vr unless it, maybe you're that kind of person i don't know i don't judge well some people like to exercise
1: for fun and i mean that's ridiculous Yeah, Beat saber me, is, but... is a great way to do cardio
0: <laughs> if you don't like doing cardio uh, it's a lot of fun but yeah that that is like <laughs> that, that's getting into beat saber versus ring fit adventure territory and i don't think that's really where we want to be <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so i'll say for this week it sounds like we mostly have a consensus of dreams taking the title i mean yes, it's for, for
2: me it's dreams by default just because i have some experience with it that's it <laughs> so
0: yeah i mean I, i've I played know. alex it's it's definitely very good i don't know and it any is kind of game super that, that pumps out
1: some masterful creation like the passion of humpty cannot be understated yeah. and dreams um, is at
0: an advantage here because it's kind of like hundreds of games and not right just one it game. really is yeah and a, like basically I mean, a game creation tool it's an
1: infinite if you're, amount looking, of if you're looking at what you buy and you're judging the whole purchase as a uh you know what's better alex or yeah. dreams yeah you get a lot more bang for your buck out of dreams By just the
0: amount yeah. of content alone huge yeah. amount of content and if you're the kind of person that likes to create things dreams is super great for that Oh, totally so yeah. dreams takes dreams. it this week now we can get huge into our, our actual topics so we, we have two topics for this episode we're going to be basically go, rounding up the major games com announcements and anything that we find personally interesting gamescom is like really big and wide and has a lot of stuff going on so we're not going to be talking about everything uh far from everything just because it's, it's a huge conference um and there's a much better way to look at stuff if you w- want to know about specific things go to the gamescom website they have a ton of stuff that you can look at uh but it is far too much for us all to talk about in the like hour and a half we have here yeah so there's way yeah there's
1: way <laughs> yeah. too much
0: uh, we're going to talk about the stuff that stuck out to us and any major announcements. And then we're going to spend the rest of the show talking about some, some early access deba- debates, debacles. Especially, uh, specifically, how they relate to like indie approaches and AAA approaches to early access.
2: Huh. That's weird. The words, uh, you know, early access and debacle really just don't work well together, do they? You really wouldn't think they would go together, huh? That's yeah, so no, weird. I've
0: never heard of something like that, ever absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not all right with that we're gonna move into our first set of announcements from gamescom so what we'll do first i think is go through the like major announcements that we were shown that people probably haven't heard of or uh, just go quickly through the opening night live stuff because there was a lot of updates and things that we can get out of the way very quickly basically we saw some more assassin's creed valhalla gameplay woo snaps.
2: Yeah, it's it's going to be, the, you know, more Assassin's Creed, so Assassin's Creed. it looks like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and essentially. And it it looks good.
0: It looks very good. Um and I mean visually, I don't know, I can't really I'm not the kind of person that is comfortable judging gameplay without seeing it generally or or not, without playing it uh because it's not mm-hmm. it's not in my hands. I don't know of how similar it is to Odyssey. I've heard pretty similar, but there's definitely some differences. So We'll talk one more thing, about Valhalla whenever it comes out.
2: I, I do want to mention one thing that's that's really strange. Apparently you can swap the gender of your character on the fly, which is so really sorry, what as two
0: different characters. Is that it's, the uh, the female no. version is the canon version and the male is just so you can switch to like represent yourself essentially if you want to. Huh. That's uh, strange. I don't know why they would do that. I feel That's like you, weird, if you want to anyway. write
1: a story about a woman, you write a story about it's, a woman. Yeah, well, I think it's the character it probably doesn't
2: work. Well, I it, mean, what I, I feel like a lot of this goes back to whatever that Ubisoft guy, what's his name, uh, who was like, you know, females don't sell. It's probably oh. has yeah. something to do with that. You might likely. be
0: right. I mean, this one is, I think Valhalla has her on the cover and everything and not the dude. Wow,
2: they're uh, they're making some progress. So, I'm proud of them. the
0: guy that said that I believe is no, <laughs> no longer part of the company. <laughs> yeah, they've been US doing Microsoft like a big old purge, house. haven't they? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've talked about I think everyone they've all the big wigs that they've fired or asked to resign. It um, always
1: astonishes me how like execs like that can make those kinds of statements after they release like six just bad games with female, yeah. like protagonists. Yeah. Like, it's it's not because there were females in the game, it's because the game was garbage.
0: Yeah, like, like, <laughs> look at Horizon Zero Dawn, it's one of the best selling yeah. PS4 games ever, and it's amazing. And it's female only protagonists, so I don't yeah. know. There's plenty yeah. of counterpoints to that, and it's usually just make a good game,
1: <laughs> and yeah. most of the time, that's what it is. And execs like to point fingers at things about I mean, why they're why they're big money sink didn't sell
2: I mean Prime it is also is the, the yeah and the the just that entire sentence was poorly phrased because we're getting so many games with really strong female characters yeah, now yeah, like look at control right. super successful great game female character like it's just there's so many examples yeah. now where no, it's, it's like how could you even it's like how, how did you not know you were wrong as soon as you absolutely. said that because we have so many examples now you know
1: yeah.
0: All right. So I think that that's pretty much it for Valhalla. We'll talk a lot more about <laughs> anyway. Valhalla once. That's uh we, that we just opened a whole can on.
1: of worms, and now it's sitting in the front of yeah. my brain. And I'm like, "Fuck."
0: We'll have that's a discussion again for that. We'll take like an entire episode to hash out fully. So yeah, yeah. That, that, that's the quick thoughts on, on Valhalla yeah. and the uh, the whole female lead thing, debacle, whatever they're doing. Then we got a, we got Lord of the Rings Gollum, some little roundups of Lord of the Rings Gollum.
1: sorry Uh, yeah
3: that game looks really good except for golem
0: yeah that's about the same reaction i had (laughs) golem looks bad we also haven't seen real gameplay yet yeah that's true Uh, and and what they essentially golem is like this weird stealth game that we don't actually know how it's gonna play um they told us very little they went over how like in dialogue you'll have choices but you have to like mash the button while choices are flying across the room to like represent Gollums and smeagol's like split mind which is weird i hate it which <laughs> as soon as anyone says mash the button in a video game yeah. i get very nervous <laughs> so
2: I, I'm i'm sure there's people who do want this but of all of the things in this entire Lord of the Rings universe to make a game around, <laughs> does anyone really want a Gollum? Like I'm sorry, maybe that's just a stupid question. But like, a Gollum stealth game. Who, who the heck wants a Gollum? No, seriously, who wants a Gollum I video game? Yeah. No,
0: I don't know. Gollum is He's a, character- a really
1: interesting character in yes. a movie. Yeah,
0: but that's because he has but, like a supporting cast of characters right. around him it's, that he plays yeah. off of.
2: I just don't under who who wanted this. Yeah, I, it's, that's it's my so biggest bizarre. question
0: too. I, I, this is the kind of game where I might be into it, but I don't know because I, Gollum has no in, inherent. Well, draw Gollum
1: just—he's not a protagonist. It's no. kinda, and I'm also I mean, very
0: worried that it's just going to be like a rehash of the tropes of Shadow of War and Shadow of Mordor, just without combat and just boring trading cards. <laughs> like, because the environments they they showed were all in like Mordor and Moria and like mines essentially and this, there was this war camp but it's all stuff that we've seen before right it's not yeah. like we haven't seen that version of it but we've seen very similar things in middle earth and i'm just i need and to show me something different
2: <laughs> the trailer for it was weird too it had this really epic music and this really epic tone for a game about yeah. Gollum. like yeah, it's just
3: so bizarre i don't know
0: I that's do probably not a marketing thing to be honest i feel like that's that's some marketing execs looking at trailers in and works and what doesn't all that.
2: Yes, but like I, it was, I was, it was very weird. <laughs> watching yeah. that was the equivalent of watching the Hobbit movies at forty-eight frames per second. I'm like, why? <laughs>
0: why? That's another whole can of worms of deep, film deep stuff. So many worms reaching back. So worms. <laughs> All right, so we did see the smallest peak, and I do mean the smallest peak at Dragon Age Four. Whatever it is, we saw very little. (laughs) Uh,
2: yeah, um, probably wasn't really worth talking about. To be honest with you,
0: like, well, we gotta mention that we saw it, right? Like, I I can't not mention we saw it, but we didn't see anything of note.
2: We saw uh someone dodge out of the way of what looked like some low poly rocks. (laughs) Yeah, we we saw concept
0: art essentially, and like concept gameplay. Yeah, but literally uh, everything they showed had this big like concept thing slapped yeah. on it
1: it makes me wonder why I even show that kind of stuff you know i, I guess, guess to like build hype but why not just show like a uh i think cool bioware teaser trailer or knows
0: the, that they're in a weird position right now because they've released That's a bunch of bad video games That's they released a, a series of bad video games when they used to be just uh-huh. like household name
1: powerhouse well
0: yeah and now they're like trying to bank on the reputation from when they had they Dragon were a household name yeah. But that reputation is kind of just like slowly withering away. The less we see of anything they're doing, hmm. so it's I think this be... was their, their like attempt to to show something. They just don't. It's going be to be Bethesda real soon. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I, uh, one thing I noticed was that, like I said, there was a, a a low poly dude that was dodging some low poly rocks, and it made me think they're going to have more uh, sort of quick, you know, combat and and less. Yeah. Less kind of uh, you know, not it wasn't it wasn't turn-based, but it was Baldur's Gate. It was CRPG style,
0: CRPG style, it was CRPG style. CRPG. and it seems
2: like it's going to be a more uh kind of action.
0: Because I, I mean, that's kind of how Dragon Age games have been going. Is like Origins is the most like a traditional CRPG. Two is pretty similar. Then Inquisition is like maybe, a pretty big leap away.
2: I would say Origins is like very mm. CRPG to a fault in a lot of ways because yeah, because it, 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 it
0: tries to do the third person perspective, but perspective but it's a little awkward
2: i think the best combat is probably uh inquisition in my opinion
0: yeah i I think it depends on who you are some people love crpg style combat some people don't i think what (laughs) works best for dragon age isn't really the crpg stuff because it gets super overbearing and kind of just becomes like mmo how many hot bars do i need to like do all these abilities it it does get complicated some people love that again so i think it, it depends on the person As as much as I like
2: Origins, the combat was not the reason I enjoyed it that much. I I tolerated the combat because I was so invested in the characters, but that's about
0: it. (laughs) Yeah, I I think we also might be moving towards action combat just for the sake of mainstream. And Baldur's Gate, or not Baldur's Gate, Dragon Age has a lot more competition in the CRPG space now. Space now that we're getting a bunch of indie studios. Like a Larian who's doing, who did Divinity, the entire Divinity series, which are all great games. They're doing Baldur's Gate 3. Like they're actually having a lot of competition in that CRPG space that I don't think they feel confident going against because a lot of that competition is very, very good.
2: And, and it kind of like what you said before, I think Bioware has a much wider audience. And so they probably want to make, absolutely games that appeal to as much as that audience as possible well, you know i kind of understand yeah, and that's, that's, that's absolutely not a bad thing yeah i'm coming from the perspective of someone like i would prefer a more traditional like over the crpg in my opinion yeah. i would prefer a more traditional like that was the, one of the things i really liked about mass effect and andromeda was i thought their combat was great that, uh, I, I,
0: so. I really do hope that dragon age is kind of a step away from the other three games just because there's been so much time between all of them that i think if they want new players they really do need to have some either a a very good catch-up or it needs to be a little bit removed from the story of the the other three yeah which all kind of play into each other so we'll see um but yeah that's pretty much the dragon age stuff we didn't get much it's clear they are working on it it's just we don't know when it's going to be uh what it's going to be because I it's mean, a bioware game, I'm immediately just worried from the outset. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like Considering I, what they had to show, it I doubt it's coming out anytime soon. I'm, like, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. betting
0: they're they're still in the like gameplay concept thing phase. Maybe not concept oh, production sure. yeah. and yeah. they just don't have anything finalized enough to show aside from art. I that's mean, like next based like on what four we, years we're looking at yeah. i feel like i mean based yeah, on what we saw
2: time. probably work from january most likely
0: yeah i, I would say this <laughs> is probably going to be a 2022 game 2022 is my my like conservative bet that's yeah um, i'm
2: gonna i'm gonna put that joke in every episode by yeah way. <laughs> 2023 yeah, so, yeah, would yeah. be my
0: like legitimate bet is when we actually <laughs> every get time that game, i come on we'll see
1: every time i come on the show i'm like oh there it is again yeah
0: well <laughs> january joke guess what else is here again doom eternal
1: Oh Doom yeah. Eternal is coming
0: out with some DLC. It looks really cool. Speaking of game of the year, <laughs> Doom This will be in contention, I think. It's really good. Um, yeah, Doom Eternal is getting though, the Ancient Gods DLC. This is. This um, has me worried. This is part one of supposedly, I assume two.
1: Oh. I don't know. Hot take, not hot take though. But um, I think Doom Eternal's dashes made the game worse. <laughs>
0: Well, that's just the way they, just for, This is a different no, debate. This is a completely just the different way,
1: thing. I know, I know, but we're talking about Doom Eternal, so I'm going to say it, because I love yeah. Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal. I mean, they're both amazing games, but just the cooldown mm. on that dash was bad. I didn't like it. Like the way they did the cooldown as opposed to doing like a hit the ground and reset. Like me and you talked yeah. about this when the game came out. That's the only, that's like it's, literally it's the, only it, the if, cooldown if is super that, hard
0: to read. It's yeah, hard to know if there was, what you have available yeah. at the moment.
1: It never bothered you know,
2: me yeah. because you can kind of eyeball the uh, cooldown time without actually having to like wait for it. It's, it would be nice to have a more like obvious indicator, but for me, it's like I got so used to that combat loop where I could just kind of eyeball when the Yeah,
1: I'm sure combat. you can. It's just, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I the prefer fact having that it, they, the... they probably could have done something up towards the reticle, like in the center of the screen, have your reticle flashed when it's ready. Something like that mm-hmm. would be cool. Um, all right, so... The DLC... We we know it's some do with ancient gods.
2: More doom eternal, like yeah, who's who, who just gonna complain it's about
0: fun. that? Uh, the, yeah. Again, my concern is that this is part one. I don't know. How, yeah, I feel a little bit apprehensive that this is gonna be like a story arc they give us, and then they just don't resolve for like another half a year. <laughs> and I right. always get aggravated when games do that. That's why whenever like don't nod does something like life is strange. I have to wait until the final episode is released for me to actually want to play it. Because I want to be able to go through like, the entire story.
2: It's almost like stopping your story right as it gets to like this crescendo, only to completely rewind your story. You know what? A really bad yeah. idea. I want to
1: know <laughs> whose idea that was. <laughs> Who, no, like releasing we're chapters not spo- of video we're games not like that. Anything.
0: No, no, no. Just but just like, be careful. I'm it was talking walking, about... I think Walking Dead was the first one, right? Telltale.
1: No, but like, I haven't. I haven't played any of those. So I'm not even like in spoiler territory. My thought is like yeah. they were like okay, so TV shows. We want to make our game kind of like you know, like a more of like a viewing experience, kind of tell like walk through, you know tv show kind of thing so let's take the worst thing about tv shows and put it into our game that well, is like, releasing things on a weekly schedule like you i'm know, sure like weekly over releases time.
0: would probably work if like they released a right. game like this over the course of a month or like two months instead of right, but, two years yeah. right if right. they had
2: a more set plan and they and they
0: cliffhangers knew... work when you have to wait like a week a week <laughs> or maybe My... at the most like a month but, My
1: point is, nobody likes waiting. Yeah, even when it's only a week. So why did I you, mean, you make waiting that a can part be of fun yourself. when you
0: have like a week because it builds hype, because people will yeah. talk about it. They'll, they'll have theories, and that is really fun sometimes. Yeah. So I, yeah. I do like that. Like life is strange. Some parts of the the fun parts. I think I played it when episode four had just come out, and there was like a wait until five. So there was like this fun period of people debating. Yeah, like what was going to happen. That's true, but it just but it needed to be shorter. <laughs> yeah like you don't you don't need to debate for yeah yeah.
2: usually those weights are are so that they can develop that next chapter and not and not a scheduled calculated weight right because it
3: did take a very long time to copy paste the next group of enemies onto the next uh, multiplayer map for uh, halo 4 spartan Ops, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right all right we're getting off topic. we're moving God, on this damn. is uh, <laughs> we're very off topic at this point okay so we got an announcement of fall guys season two hey it is a medieval themed expansion and i think people oh, are really happy with that's this fucking cool because they showed us like four or five new games so they are going at a pace I think that is a lot faster than a bunch yeah. of people expected uh, which I think is great because like swapping games in and out is I think a good way to keep Fall that's Guys fresh that's a very good idea I think are a the, game like Fall Guys needs that Yeah, absolutely. Seasons, more than a
1: game like PUBG more than a game like all those other battle royals even though it's I mean is Fall Guys really a BR I don't know
0: debatable. Uh, it depends Yeah,
1: but anyway I think you it have needs to, that fresh content more than all those other games do you have to pay for the season at all or uh, is it no, free?
0: no the season is a free update Cool. Um, Fall Guys has, is... has a monetization model of like, you can buy the, the currency you get from playing games, but you get it at a good clip from playing the game, so it's not nearly as predatory as I, I think it could be. Uh, right. And you can't buy the the currency you get for winning games. So, yeah, it's I think it's pretty fair overall. And if you, you bought into Fall Guys, you're getting more content, more cool stuff. They, they showed some really cool outfits. You can have like a little dragon... Doofy little dragon dude, viking knights, and with wizard.
2: the amount of content they have now, plus you know, free seasons later on, it's a lot of content for what 20 bucks,
1: 30 yeah, bucks. $20. That's pretty good. It is, it's hard to argue one, with one uh industry trend that I'm digging is like the free maps and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, there's a good way to do you know, like say what you will about Battlefield 5, but they added a lot of content after launch. Of yeah, course, there's that a good have been way to begin with, but.
2: There's a good way to do, you know, battle passes in, in paid games yeah. if you do it correctly. It's just a lot of companies tend to Don't not do it <laughs> correctly.
0: And <laughs> right. oh, I mean, also yeah. did uh, get it, it is now the most downloaded PS plus game. Just ever so yeah. <laughs> in in launch month of the game on PS plus. So in the PS plus time span it has been the most downloaded.
3: Oh, I I legitimately thought it was ever.
0: Uh, it might be ever. I don't know. I think. That's, well, that's it's the I same heard. thing be because you can only download them For in the launch period. Right? Yeah, that's so. true. That's true. So yeah. it's the same stat. Uh, but yeah. So Fall Guys, fun game, fun new season. Uh, we're gonna go at a little faster clip now to make sure we have time to talk about everything. So Star Wars Squadrons, we saw single player stuff. Escort mission. I'm, I I'm, I don't know. I'm hyped. They showed Hera Syndulla, who's a really cool character from Rebels, that I'm excited is in the game uh yeah i've never
1: been excited about that game i don't like flying i don't i've never liked any flying in the star
0: wars universe well i I think from everyone that does like flying squadrons looks very good it's (laughs) fair fair
1: i mean that's a totally a personal preference thing i just also don't like space sims like i don't like flying in space for the most part it makes me very disoriented and unhappy about myself
3: the thing that worries me the most is that the only thing they showed off like as part of like the story, like in terms of actual gameplay, is like an escort mission. And not only is that one of the most annoying kinds of missions to do like in like a shooter or something where you're playing as a character who's on the ground but like it's like 20 times more frustrating when everything is flying and you have to move at a constant speed like that just changes everything it's it's been very annoying and like that kind of like escorty defendy mission and like uh like past like x-wing games has been pretty annoying but i kind of chalk that up to those games just being old and kind of not really super modernized so we'll have to see how they do it but i don't know it's kind of a weird thing to show off i don't know i'm it okay with, with
0: escort missions in the style of like battlefront 2 has a lot of like they're escort missions in spirit but you're not actually having to like micromanage whatever you're escorting yeah it's just, you need to stop the enemy from destroying them which is a little more fun it's essentially a, a like differently themed defense it's type a mobile thing.
1: defense yeah yeah mission
0: all right, so that that's Star Wars Squadrons. Looks fun, coming out relatively soon, I think. Uh, we saw Little Nightmares Two, which is a, a like indie horror game. I don't know if anyone here has played it. It's very good. I have not. I've heard of it. Kind of out in February twenty twenty one. So yeah, anyone who, who is excited about that, look forward to it. Sims Four getting some Star Wars DLC. That's about everything Whoa. of note about Sims Four. So we're gonna move on. Can we get- <laughs> finally I- drown think- Kylo Ren?
2: I, I did think of something. Can we get a a, a, a Sin City, Sim City Yo, actually, content though, pack, though? Please. Uh, just call it Sin City. Just literally <laughs> just make it like a filter so it looks cool. Yeah. I, I had a joke. I didn't really know how to deliver that it, was but I had not, a joke. That the was
0: liked it. an attempt.
1: I appreciated that. My Thank
3: my you. jaw is on the floor. I have no yeah. idea how to respond. Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, my jaw's on the floor because I'm so you know blown away at how good <laughs> that joke was. See, Ben knows real humor. I'm
0: right. like you two. All I'm right. like you two. Yeah. Uncle- we, we also boy. have moving Be rude. on because we oh. got to go with a good clip here to fit everything in. Call yeah. of Duty Black Ops Cold War. We wow. got a cinematic trailer and the announcement that the game will have multiple endings in narrative choice. No Which is way. crazy. For Not joke, yeah. the am... first time a COD game has done this. I know, but I am far no. more in now than I, I was am... before.
2: I am furious that it has taken them this long to bring this feature back, because it's one of the things that made Black Ops 2's campaign oh, the best. Black Ops 2. Yeah, It, was, well, it, it is, is still probably campaign. my favorite Black Ops campaign, or just Call of Duty campaign, period. And it's crazy. It has, like, a bunch of, like... Different like story paths you can take. It has optional. It has these cool like XCOM style like optional missions that change the story depending on when you do them and what order you do them in. It's really freaking cool. It's, it's such a cool campaign, and they never went anywhere with it. And it's yeah. such a shame. I
0: don't know. I'm very excited for a new take on the Call of Duty formula. Hopefully, yeah. Just because it's getting very stale, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. And they need a mix. Well,
2: that's. Well that was that was what was interesting about Modern Warfare is that it wasn't particularly new but it was just really well made. I think it was different in the sense that it, instead of being overblown set pieces it was more about creating like tension in a more subtle way than just yeah. massive explosions which I really really liked. And so it was more of like a refinement of like Call yeah. of Duty's older campaigns than anything new. So I'm glad to see that they're not just sticking with that and they're bringing that feature back because that was honestly one of the coolest things I've ever seen in the Call of Duty game and it was really well done to it build. also you makes know, it, your, just... it makes
0: your campaign replayable which is really yep. really good if the campaign is short because uh, yep. that, that does give you a lot more time to like enjoy it if you're trying different paths and, and, and the cutscene more... was really good like the cinematic they showed at least visually looked really good the writing I had some issues yep. but it wasn't bad it was just like very standard
2: and the uh, the multiple choices, at least in Black Ops Two, was done way better than than you might think. You know, because they're are like, you can either have some characters live or die, which change the ending. And they have like twenty or thirty different variations of a cutscene depending on like who lives and who dies throughout the story. There's tons of different endings. There's like a range of good and bad endings depending on when you play these optional missions. You can either uh, like rescue some characters that were captured in other scenes and stuff. It was really well done shockingly well done and yeah. i'm really just so happy
1: now i'm there. wishing i played the black ops 2
0: all right well we're, move, we're moving on really to uh it's really good. i'm sure we could all talk about call of duty for hours but we need <laughs> to talk about world of warcraft <laughs> just... shadowlands now and oh, by talking about it i mean we can just say that it's happening and move on for the most part <laughs> yeah. does anybody here play WoW? um no I don't know. I've, I don't. I've played oh, wow right. before shadowlands from what i hear from people that are actually into wow Is a really, really cool expansion, but it's like it looks that way again. It's hard to tell before something launches how good it is, especially for MMOs, because a lot of the time these expansions take time to go through, right? They're designed to be played over the course of like weeks to months and not a couple of days. So, Mm -hmm. pre release thoughts are generally not always the most accurate. Uh, But I've heard this one is very cool. You've got like a bunch of syndicates essentially playing against each other. Uh, you go to like a vampire realm or something. I, I've heard a lot of cool things I about mean, it. I mean, it's got a roguelike mm, mode. I usually
1: hear a lot of bad things about WoW expansions, though I know they're actually. No, take I hear a lot of
0: A lot of bad things. I, I, about
1: WoW I, I changed my mind about yeah. that thought. As soon <laughs> the fact as it that came out of the my thing mouth.
0: that I think is the most beneficial for Shadowlands is that we are not hearing a lot of bad things, which is what we heard about uh, BFA and I think Legion 2. So. Mm-hmm yeah the, if you like World of Warcraft this might be a reason to re, revisit it
2: the the only thing that i can really comment on is i think there's going to be a lot of people that are calling this entire anything blizzard does into question after warcraft 3 reforged and just how yeah. botched that entire project was so well, i think going to be a like lot of people that a, a lot what of
0: they the do. writing in the the late, the most recent wow expansions has been very good it's just like the the gameplay and the content is just below par and things just aren't thought it through as well as they should be. So hopefully this is a move towards something a little more complete. Like a complete package. package mm-hmm. Which would be nice. <laughs> okay. So moving on to 12 minutes. We got a, a reveal of the voice actors. We saw Daisy Ridley, James McAvoy, and Willem Dafoe. Pretty and, stacked cast. Yeah. <laughs> 12 minutes. Hark. I mean, this game had looked very interesting when we first saw it. We haven't seen much of it. I think because this game's probably going to be pretty short and meant to be played multiple times is the feeling I'm getting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, th- this is just a cast reveal. 12 minutes is like this, uh, it's, I think it's a time loop of like 12 minutes that you play over and over again, and you have to like make different choices and do things. That, w- that was the, at least how they sold it last time it showed up at E3, which I think was a year or two years ago, something like that. Can uh, I just
1: say, yeah. I love Willem Dafoe. yes
3: he's such a good actor
2: (laughs) Uh, I don't think I've ever seen James McAvoy in something that he was bad in he's always like one of the best actors I mean this is a good cast like Daisy Ridley I think
0: is probably one of the better actors for voice acting that I've seen not do it before because she has a very nice voice
2: and here's the thing you can say whatever you want about the Star Wars sequels (laughs) Daisy Ridley does such a good job of injecting a lot of charisma and personality into that role no matter how you feel about it she does a great job with what she's given,
3: I'm I'm glad she's doing something else now and not just doing yeah. Star Wars with it because like I like just being able to distance from that a uh, pile of steaming hot uh bantha garbage. We're gonna uh,
0: we're gonna not yeah. we're Star Wars. We gotta move on. We gotta move on. We're gonna get to the argument. We, we, we can't Star talk Wars. about Star Wars anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So hey Wyatt, you want to know what game's next? Ooh ooh
1: ooh! It's a ooh, little what is
0: game it, what is called Gate <laughs>
2: Hey, baby oh uh, yeah so uh
0: why did i actually play this game before at migs in montreal it was a ton of fun
2: it broke my brain and i am never i don't think i'll ever recover again <laughs> Just a bit, this is a, a
0: like small team deathmatch style game where uh you are going through like very short time loops against the opposing team and you're you're then at the next time loop all the actions you took in previous rounds also happen again it feels oddly like turn-based yeah it, it's like a almost a turn-based loop game it's really really cool um and it is very hard to describe because you need you it's even need to...
2: harder to figure out when you're playing i think if you turn. watch it, i had you can no get a idea. good
0: feel for what the game loop is but describing it's not the best uh, it took
2: me a while to get the hang of it. And yeah. even then I didn't really get like the
0: deeper kind of strategy of it. Well, probably because I didn't have enough super time deep with it because but... you can like intentionally shoot at random things on a previous timeline. So you might hit someone in the future and chip a little health off of them so you can do some cool stuff like that uh it's it's like a fps of it's It's like oh set up a turret or like a slime
2: thing in this area that no one's in now but that'll block off future like uh attempts for the enemy team to go in that area it's crazy and like if you're defending
0: an objective it might be worth it to like throw a few extra grenades out while you're there because they might try to assault that objective again in the future so there's a lot of like layers to it this game is really cool i would absolutely recommend checking this out whenever it launches um this was the announcement gameplay trailer so i I don't think this game has been like officially trailer announced before uh outside of like games conventions um so yeah it launched in early 2021 looks great plays great this is one of the things i i can confidently say this game plays really well because we played Mm -hmm. it like almost a year ago now and it was in a good state then
1: Oh my god, that was a year ago. Yeah, that was
0: almost a full year ago. So oh my god, We dude. played it almost a full year ago, and it was at a good state then, so I am very much hoping yeah. this is good news going forward. Uh, Alright, so moving past Lemnisk Gate, we have Age of Empires 3 Definitive, coming October 15th. Cool. Yeah, Age of Empires is fun. Age of Empires great game. We saw Medal <laughs> of Honor Above and Beyond. This is a oh. really, really cool looking VR game oh. by Respawn. Yeah it I was, weird, looks though. great
1: i was excited and then i remembered warfighter and then i was less excited I mean, than... response okay well,
2: that's it's not a, fair this is a different completely team. different
1: i know team. and then i heard vr and i was kind of like oh and then i realized i don't care about vr but anyway i mean i think if, if you're just...
0: into like old school military style shooters especially if you have vr available this definitely looks like it'll be worth trying out yeah uh, it seems to be pretty narrative heavy. From what we saw, there was lots of stuff going on. I, my bet for how this plays is it'll probably be similar to like a movie type experience where you are going through the scenes as your character and like participating in them. But it, it'll probably be, a, a, I, I would bet, like an eight-hour thing that you might be able to replay. That's my assumption. Uh, we don't know, though. Looks really interesting. I think if you I have love... a great thing to pick up.
2: I love the moment where you were able to, uh, shove a grenade up through like the little yeah. envelope. Nails shoot, yeah. It's so good. Dude, the, the I do. Stuck I, out to I love me... world war two as an aesthetic for video yeah, games. Yeah. I love world war two games. Cause, cause they I, showed I
0: flying and like doing flight combat as well as doing uh, there was a scene where you're like in a room with some dudes and, and your guy bursts through the door and throws you a gun. And I'm like, that's the kind of stuff I love. It's gonna be more of those moments that feel supernatural.
2: Yeah. And if there's one thing that Respawn knows how to do, especially with shooter campaigns, is keep them, uh, uh, keep, keep, have a lot of variety. Oh, which yeah. Which is something you're really, really good at.
0: So I, I'm expecting a, something similar in this as well, because that's right. always something. Good so thing. after that, we saw Unknown Nine Awakening, which is, uh, uh, we don't actually know, really. We know it's a game. Uh, this well. was a cinematic reveal trailer, it had some weird time stuff going on with the the main little girl stopping time looks interesting the name is kind of unfortunate i think unknown nine yeah doesn't really roll off the tongue
1: <laughs> should have been like unnine or something like unknown awakening oh. is
0: a better name to me than unknown nine uh, yeah I, I <laughs> awakening agree. so i wonder if there's a, a reason they couldn't do that or if this is like what they were going for i don't know uh is weird <laughs> looks looks interesting we just don't know a lot yeah, so moving on. We saw Sam and Max VR. Cool. We saw a World of Warcraft short. <laughs> I mean, we have not a ton to go off of for a lot of these. Right, a lot of the right. stuff I'm going off off of now are like announcements that were just kind of sidelined. So we got some Beyond Light stuff for Destiny. Uh, we got Bast- uh, Bastion short for World of Warcraft. A Warhammer Age of Sigmar Stormground. I don't know if anyone is like super into Stormground stuff. No. Or Age of Sigmar in general. Uh, I know Ben and I do a lot of like the total war Warhammer stuff. That's really but as that, far as I've gotten into yeah, Warhammer.
1: I would the like term to play Age
2: like Age of Sigmar or something
1: at some
0: Okay, the, both hey. of you said it something at once. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, does the term Age of Sigmar mean anything to you?
0: I mean Sigmar is like a, a Warhammer character guy who is super important in the lore. So I assume that this is like around that time period, but <laughs> when he was doing his thing Age of Sigmar, I think, has been pretty limited to tabletop stuff and not video games so far. Unless I could be wrong about that, but at least that I've played. Uh as well as books. I know there are some books about Age of Sigmar that are apparently really good. So I might read those at some yeah. point. But it it I'm is like a more deep a... lore Warhammer thing.
1: I'm not gonna pretend to be an expert on Warhammer lore.
0: Yeah. There there are certainly podcasts that are made up of Warhammer lore nerds that you can right. <laughs> find for that. Uh, we saw some more Crash Bandicoot gameplay again. Crash the new Crash Four looks very good, I think, or at least very fun. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we saw Outriders again, which is a holiday twenty twenty like looter shooter style deal action combat. Looks interesting. It's uh, I, this is the kind of game that's very concerning until it launches and we know it's either good or bad because it right. it, it could either be like another destiny one situation of it just launching in a rough state or maybe this will be like closer to remnant where it's a smaller game but more tightly designed although to their credit
2: they they've released a ton more information than destiny one absolutely like outriders i think
0: we've seen a lot of gameplay
2: can i all right this is a small side note i just want to say this and we'll move on imagine trying to launch destiny one in the way that they did today which is absolutely no information like they couldn't get away with that now Something I was I, th- I
0: think about. it just wouldn't sell well, is the big thing. Um, yeah. Anyway. All right. We saw Necromunda Underhive Wars, which I believe is uh, maybe out. I don't, maybe not. It, it looked kind of interesting. I don't know if anyone's super into Necromunda. Mm. Also, yeah. awesome. no. <laughs> <laughs> we saw Teardown. Uh, Teardown is this cool, like, very physics based heist game with a That awesome. Awesome. I am super into everything they oh, showed. Oh,
1: Teardown. Hasn't that game been in development for like ever? And he's like yes. changed what he was going to yes. do. Like he made the physics engine first and then he made a game around it. Basically, I, be- I
0: believe that is the case. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It looks like it's coming along really nicely. Everything they showed, like the physics look incredible.
1: Yeah. No, um, I've been keeping my eye on that because I remember seeing a video like years and years ago yeah, about that yeah. physics engine.
0: Yeah, Teardown absolutely looks great. I think if you're into, like, destruction games, this will be really cool. I'm curious to see how the heist aspect plays.
1: Well, I remember watching a video about it um, not too long ago, and it was, like, it wasn't necessarily a heist, but he had, like, he was doing, like, an arsonist type of thing where he had, like, go through and destroy these three different, like, propane containers in, like, 12 seconds from after destroying the first one or something like that, and, like, it was cool. I don't know. Yeah. So, I don't know if it's going to be just strictly heist or if it's going to be kind of like have like a demolition mode, like kind of like, um, remember Red Faction Gorilla had that demolition mode? That was, super- oh, yeah, I,
0: ho- I hope it does. Yeah. That'd be I great. hope it has
1: something like that. That'd be awesome.
0: Okay, so we're going to kind of blaze through these last few because a lot of these are things we've heard about before and are just getting more trailers here. Uh, we see we saw Godfall, we've seen Godfall a bunch. Uh, it was a very short, like 10 second trailer, I think. That's um, another wait till it comes out kind of thing, yeah, yeah. Godfall's on the horizon, so you're not waiting too long. It's it's this year. It'll be coming, I think, to PS4 and PS5. I don't know about Xbox. It might be PS exclusive. We'll see. Uh, I think they said they're coming to PC. We'll find out. Uh, we saw Override Mech, Super Mech League. This is a sequel to Override Mech City Brawler, which is a, a kind of fun, but a little bit gimmicky, like 3D fighter style thing that's uh, not like a... a Serious fighter, but it is just mechs fighting each other. It's a cool game if you're into mechs. Yeah, mm-hmm. we uh, got Mafia Definitive Edition uh, story trailer. We've we've seen Mafia Definitive Edition a bunch at this point. Um, we see we're gonna we're gonna talk about Lego Star Wars at the end because I think there's a few more things to talk about that. We saw oh, Struggling, yeah. which is out. Uh, you can play that game now. It's a co-op like little weird platformer where you have to like go against each other and whatnot uh, with a very interesting meaty aesthetic Think <laughs> like if you're into like carry on looking games you might like this uh chorus we got some gameplay this was shown last year and we basically just saw like a cinematic for it but it's a, a like weird space shooter type deal uh we don't fully know what it's gonna be but we saw some gameplay teasers, which was place cool. your bets
2: on what the next game is going to be called after some after uh, some kind of musical flourish. Yeah. We have anthem, we have chorus, and they're all What's sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, we saw a Wasteland Three character trailer. Wasteland Three is out. You can play it. It's on Game Pass. I've heard it's very good. Uh, Spellbreak. We saw some new cinematic stuff for Spellbreak, which is a spell-based battle royale, which we've known about for a long time. It's been playable for a while, uh, but I believe it's officially launching. On September third, we saw some more Scarlet Nexus, which is a like anime aesthetic game from Xbox some some studios at Xbox. I don't remember which one. It uh, looks interesting. I think if you're into like anime action games, this will be up your alley, but as of right now, we still don't know a ton about it. Uh, we saw something called Quantum Error, which is a little little trailer of a weird looking game. I don't know if anyone was super into this <laughs> little trailer okay. of a weird
2: looking game. I like it
0: this is one of the ones that I think was was announced in a weird spot uh, we're getting a dirt five easy WWE 2k battlegrounds we saw some stuff of <laughs> that, that weird little game that was shown in Nintendo Direct that I think no one ever is excited for uh,
3: no not even WWE yeah fans. I was gonna say not even WWE
0: I... fans this doesn't look like the game they want <laughs> no nope, not at all uh, okay so I think the two standouts we have left are bridge constructor walking dead <laughs> uh, what a standout <laughs> I just wanted to say that because of how ridiculous <laughs> it is. Um, That's certainly a title. I don't. I don't know what the point of this game will be. I don't. Like Bridge Constructor bridge. Portal makes sense, but build co- Bridge Constructor Walking Dead. Like, what is? Where's the crossover here? <laughs> Money. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just like, what? What is that going to look like? I'm super curious. I, I've heard the other Bridge Constructor games are good, but they're super specifically targeted. At people that like Bridge Constructor. Um, all right, <laughs> <laughs> then we saw Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga, which I think looks very cool. The yes. gameplay is completely different. Yep, it it actually Dude. has like lightsaber combat. You've got different vehicle stuff. The, there's voice acting that I think was new, if I remember. Correct. Yeah, like these lines uh, yeah. were not so, from the so movies. They
2: introduced they introduced uh voice acting with uh Lego Force Awakens,
0: from what I read. Yeah, but it's new voice acting, right? It's not It it's is new that, Lord right. of, Lego Lord of the Rings, they used clips from the movies. I think that right. this definitely didn't sound like it was from the movies. It sounded like new stuff. I mean Mark Ham I hope Mark Hamill is doing luke's voice because he is a prolific voice actor. I hope so. Uh but, <laughs> it was hard to tell just because he's he has such a vocal range. It's hard to tell if that was him or not. His,
2: yeah, his cadence and his entire just voice is. There's so also a
0: lot know. of very good Luke impersonators, <laughs> yeah. so it could yeah. certainly be someone doing a voice. But uh, this trailer was impressive. I it's really sold me. We did get a delay of this game to next year, uh, spring 2021. So it's a, it's a ways off. Not but a it's a safe bet. It's a Lego
2: game. It's a safe bet that it's going to be bare minimum fun. Like and yeah.
0: dude. Guys, guys,
3: Yaddle, Yaddle, yaddle in is in the game. The, the one thing <laughs> I, that worries me. I jumped out of my seat. I will be when very worried yaddle. if
0: we don't get like some Clone Wars references in this. Oh yeah, I, I'm very what? much hoping we at least see like Ahsoka and Rex. But uh, regardless, yeah, some, this game looks super interesting.
3: Some non-movie things would be nice, like that.
0: And I, I love the idea of playing through the Star Wars sequel trilogy, just when they're all completely goofy. Like instead of trying to take anything seriously, it's all just goofs, which is what this looks like, and I'm down for that. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people are. So that looks great. Uh, That's that's most of the Gamescom major announcements. Does anyone have other Gamescom things they want to talk about? Um,
2: there's so much. Like I don't even. There's so much of it. Oh yeah, we also saw we saw Ratchet
0: and Clank again. I forgot to mention that we saw Ratchet and Clank. It looks very good. I guess.
2: I, yeah that was something that i probably would have thought of to mention uh looks good i i the only ratchet and clank game that i played was the uh reboot remake reboot reboot whatever on um playstation 4 and i loved it so. yeah
0: which this is this one is supposedly related to that but maybe not a direct sequel so it, it's in this new continuity yeah uh is that, is that everything for Gamescom? Nobody else got Gamescom news they want to talk about?
3: Uh, for the seven Ace Combat fans that exist, there's a <laughs> new DLC coming out. And also another game called Project Wingman that's basically just Ace Combat, but finally a competitor to make them make more game, I guess. It literally <laughs> looks exactly the same. It's just made by like a small indie studio. Um oh there actually was something big I want to talk about. Um I don't know if uh if any of you have uh looked at the Elden Ring subreddit within the last few months but uh <laughs> Dude, everyone exploding. has everyone has gone insane. <laughs> Because Elden Ring was not shown at Gamescom. There's a, there's a man of uh, the YouTube channel is Elden Ring News. And every single day, he posts a news update for Elden Ring. <laughs> for the last 77 days, the videos have been 20 seconds long. And it's just him. Yeah, well, uh, today's August whatever. There's been no news for Elden Ring today. Goodbye. Just That's for hilarious. 77 episodes. It's amazing. It's <laughs> amazing it's people have been just like asking to turn it into a bug snack subreddit people have uh, been asking what their favorite bakugan is people are now saying that elden ring is not real anymore they're all like <laughs> like laughing at each other and calling each other hollows like all like i don't know if they're just being in character or just actually insane because so many of the posts and then replies are just screaming yeah and random heard, it's amazing
2: i heard there was this maybe i'm confusing it with something else but i heard this thing where like the Elden Ring fans are or or pe- I can't even call them fans cuz we've barely seen anything but like the Elden <laughs> Ring uh people who are excited for Elden Ring were so excited for it that they started creating their own lore like yeah, yeah we yep, <laughs> it's
1: great
2: I love it
3: There have been like like I was just scrolling down it, and there were multiple times where people post oh my god guys I'm I'm so sad I woke up and I dreamt that Elden Ring was announced I'm like <laughs> like we I d- that we haven't seen the game at
0: all you're <laughs>
2: Like no! like look I understand I understand you know the people that that make dark souls they're teaming up with like I I get how that's exciting but we haven't seen anything I'm so shocked that people are this like like if you're legitimately that excited like you know more power to you it's fine but I'm just confused because we've had nothing to go on Yeah it's I mean really I'm I'm excited
0: though. but like again we have nothing to not go on Not
3: this right? though you're not this <laughs> You yeah. know what I'm saying <laughs> I
0: mean <laughs> I think a lot of the the reality of reddit is that it's mostly memes <laughs> it's yeah. people having fun i i don't think anyone is taking it seriously there so yeah so far no elden ring at gamescom maybe there's going to be like a weird last minute gamescom elden ring announcement i don't know uh but so far nothing i, I think gamescom is technically over at this point so <laughs> yeah yeah it might have like one last roundup of announcements but as of right now it's pretty much over and Elden Ring is nowhere to be seen. So, oh well. Oh well. <laughs> All right. That means we're into our our major discussion point. You know what? It'd be great if Elden Ring released an early access. Not actually, please uh, don't. No, but... <laughs> no, I don't think FromSoft would do that. They yeah, have to worry why start now. I, th- I think FromSoft would not risk their reputation like that. No. But, you know, who would? Uh, whoever developed Anthem, it's Bioware.
3: Yeah, da, 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 da. Okay,
0: so... Help me.
1: Uh,
0: Alright. <laughs> so we're going to talk about what it's like looking at indie early access versus AAA early access and how that how the differences do. <laughs>
2: how the differences... Yes. Well done. <laughs> how the
0: differences do. We have how done do it. How
2: do the differences
3: do?
0: And I honestly... I think this is a little bit of a weird thing because AAA early access is pretty rare for the most part like the only ones i can really think of fortnite is technically i don't know if they're still a beta but they Whoa. were beta for a very long time while they were still i, know, wildly I mean
1: popular. is that true or is battlefield 5 early access when it launched mm. like you know what i'm trying to say well, yeah like you know had a beta
2: watermark when it launched and i was super right. confused War, about it and, and Warzone,
0: yeah Warzone did didn't it
1: it technically a way launched in the beta
0: I mean, the hyperscape way, is uh,
1: yeah
0: early access too.
1: The way how certain games will launch betas that are clearly just demos, like yeah, yeah, early access. I think to me, kind of blanket covers betas too, because I mean, it is technically yeah. I think I think access, if we're including right?
0: AAA. We kind of have to include those betas because well, because
1: sure. that's that's the AAA yeah um, way of doing early access.
0: <laughs> I mean, the, the reality for like indie devs yeah. is that early access is a good way to help. Fun development if you need it, and if you're assuming your game is in a good enough position to be playable for a good amount of time, when you launch on early access, it's also a great way to get feedback about what could be changed or stuff that people want to see in the game. If you if you're open to that, yeah, Um, Yeah, like games like Satisfactory, Factorio did that and have had a great run of early access. Uh, Risk of Minecraft. Yeah, Minecraft, like I think, is the poster child for doing it right. Yeah. Uh, Risk of Rain Two had an, a great early access run. Um, yeah, Kerbal the, Space tons of games. Program I mean, was in beta, about... It
2: or was in early access. Yes, was it was. Yeah, what was Kerbal Space Program?
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, No Man's Sky is not actually in early <laughs> yeah. access, but technically, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's true, it was then. pretty similar to that development path.
1: Well, that's one of the things that's considered a problem because they didn't say it was early access. I don't know. But it's I, people also have problems with games like I'm highly invested in the Tarkov uh, community, as many people know. Um, Do you so play Tarkov? I, oh yeah, you know just a little bit. Oh. Anyway, people just get mad at that game all the time when they're like, "Oh, they need to be fixing all this shit." And it's hard to say like, is a game that's been in early access for so long like at what point is it getting ridiculous? That yeah. is not like it's not done. But like, because Tarkov has so much content, like to me, that's a full game already. But well, people I think are... the thing
0: to me, having played Tarkov from the perspective of someone who's not incredibly into it, is the stuff I want to see from Tarkov is stuff like a new player experience deal. You see, well, if like you talk tutorial... to some people, they
1: would say that they don't want that because some people's favorite part about Tarkov is having no tutorial and learning everything.
0: I mean, I think that's fair, but, but at the same time, like me having to go into the menu to learn that I can do like peaking yeah and like if you play for the first time and you launch into a map you have literally no clue what you're supposed to do
1: absolutely and it's stuff like
0: the basic tutorials are things i think should have been in the game already and desperately need to be to get new players
1: right they're planned like but that's the thing what why aren't they in the game yet you know like when does saying something is planned turn into just like exactly kind of a an excuse
0: but, I mean, Tarkov is, is a situation where I think they have a strong enough player base so they don't necessarily they need do. to do a bunch yeah. of new player stuff. They can just make more it's content. It's definitely at
1: a point where if you want new player stuff, you go watch videos on YouTube.
0: Yeah. Uh, but I also think like there's a, 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 at a point that will hit a, a like breaking point of people will either get bored of the game and move on to another game that is in that style that they like uh which right now i don't think does, doesn't really exist to be fair yeah that's will, i mean i wouldn't be surprised
1: if up. if another game like tarkov came out i'm sure a lot of people would would move to it because there is a lot of stuff that people are um frustrated with about yeah. Tarkov, but yeah
0: but I, I think tarkov like it plays super well yeah and the gameplay i think is almost rock solid it's just it's, stuff like yeah. ui needs some work i think
1: uh, ui needs work their network infrastructure needs yeah, work absolutely. but i don't
0: know yeah uh, and I, their business model, bit concerning. The whole like upgrade tier system for more inventory space.
1: Well, you can get that in the game now, but
0: I mean, can you get like the special boxes and whatnot that store items? You can get a of? bigger box when you complete the game. You
1: get the biggest box in the game.
0: Oh, okay. So, so it is obtainable.
1: Yeah, yeah and they're planning on they're planning on getting rid of the like whole EOD thing like in the the big upgrade tiers once the game goes into 1.0 but again when is 1.0 like yeah. probably not for another couple of years I mean
0: we do have a we have Star Citizen which I think is a good example yeah. of early access done very wrong ha. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but it works. people still
1: like that game I don't
0: know Well I mean Star Citizen I played like years and years ago I played and the fact that I have to say that that I can say I right. played this game like 4 plus years ago and it was in like this demo state it was super fun. Like the the I played the assault like the uh the flight dogfighting sim yeah. thing and that was super fun. Like it was some of the most advanced and like customizable flight systems I've seen for space sim combat. And it was like just arcadey enough to not be yeah. super aggravating like Elite is sometimes.
1: I think I think the one of the main problems with Star Citizen is that early access has allowed them to be yeah, unbelievably ambitious what the game is to just a point red- that ridiculously ambitious it's like basically impossible it's yeah yeah yeah
0: and, I think, and the
1: fact that they made so much money in early access yeah. gave them, continuing
0: to make that much money
1: right exactly is giving them like they can do this sustainably and yeah. try and have this huge vision for i mean foreseeably forever but <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah but we just nothing is actually launching nothing's what, you happening know. right and your people are getting like little content updates like they have a ton of tech stuff that's really really cool but it's like, when yeah. will that be put into a game? Like, there needs to be a game around that for it to be yeah, interesting. Like
1: they showed Mark Hamill in cutscenes like years ago. Yeah, like, wh- where, <laughs> like, where is that? he gone?
0: Where's Mark Hamill gone? <laughs> All right. So, for, f- uh,
2: for for me, early access is is weird because I I usually don't get a game if it's if it's an early access just because I want to enjoy a game when it releases and I'd hate to play a game for a bunch of hours and then just be done with it. By the time it releases, you know, I feel like that would happen a lot. the
1: way I tend to look at early access nowadays, just because there's so much of it, especially in the genres that I like to play. um, It's I don't buy like if it says early access, I basically accept the fact that right now is as much of a game as I'm going to get. So I'll buy the game once I think it's worth the money they're asking for it.
0: Yeah, I like think that's absolutely the way to approach. I it. don't,
1: I don't purchase games on a promise anymore. I buy like, games for what they are. Like,
0: yeah, I, I, picked up Satisfactor in early access, but like, right. I've gotten so much enjoyment out of that game just at the state it was in when it launched that I, I don't feel even if they stopped right. development completely, I would not feel.
1: And like gypped. Factorio and Risk of Rain Two, like all those games when I bought them were worth the you know whatever money I paid for them at the time.
0: Because yeah. I, I now think that's the differentiation between like Kickstarter and. Early access in that Kickstarter, it's accepted to be much riskier. Right. Because you are essentially funding ideas that would not be made otherwise. Yeah. Whereas with early access, there's an expectation with early access that the thing is going to come out and will be a complete product. But you need to be aware when you're buying it that plans change, things might happen. The devs might be not great (laughs) and maybe just won't develop the game. Um, it's still a
1: risk but it's supposed to be less of a risk
0: but and i think generally like early access done by trusted companies like hades was is been in early access for a very long time was solid when it came out in early access and has continued to be solid and get like large content updates consistently uh prior, prior to launch so it's definitely a like pick who you're looking at kind of deal
1: yeah but uh, uh, it is kind of telling to me, I think, in a lot of like games that go from early access to launch, they don't have a very exciting launch just because like the game has already been out yeah. for most part. Like it's just another it's just another update. Like Rust: Grand 2, like oh 1.0, but it was I mean it was a cool update, one But like it wasn't like the game. Yeah, but it is just Everybody another was, like, update, right? Losing their mind. Yeah. It was just I mean, it's just another update mm-hmm. that now makes the game feature complete to the point where like what they said it was gonna be.
2: I've I've seen there's this attitude of like it's weird to see AAA games in early access just because they're AAA products and I it's it's a weird it's an interesting uh, argument I guess because I, I I've I've thought a lot about like whether AAA games should be in early access or like whether it's it's weirder out of place for them to be in, in
1: I think early access I think it's fine if they do it right yeah. I mean it's like it's whatever as long as you're not you know, peddling a demo as a a beta, or just, you know, trying to grab a little bit of extra money a month before launch, like... I yeah, mean, Baldur's like, Gate oh, 3 I is think...
0: coming out in early access very soon. In fact, it might be today?
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> or tomorrow? I, I think for the most part, I agree with that, but...
0: Oh, no, it's it's next month. It's September. For, guess, right? for
2: the most part, I agree with that, but there is, there is a, something I think about where it's like, part of the reason you get triple a AAA, part of the reason you buy into a triple a experience is that you don't have things like that like the game just kind of right. comes out because the, it had the funding ahead of time right. like triple a studios in theory should have the money so that they don't have to do something like early access yeah because because it's supposed to be early access is there for people who don't have who can't fund their entire game so they release either you know a work in progress you know a section of the game. Ahead of mm-hmm. launch, so they can get more money to finish funding. And when and you, you look some, at it, like
1: beta testing, where yeah, AAA, and, they don't need that money.
2: Yeah, I mean AAA studios. I mean, I mean, they have like full QA booths set up with all sorts of right. crazy stuff in it. You know, it's yeah. But but I, I think a lot of people's thing is that it's like if you're paying for a AAA experience, then early what access seems mean? like out of the question in a way because it's like we're paying for not strategies like this we're paying we're looking for these larger more well-funded studios for these for a more complete so like, we
1: can buy a product that we know was going to be good well if, well no, that's no, the idea, be, <laughs> that's <laughs> the idea. Made. yeah that's the right but
2: and and i do understand that perspective definitely yeah but so then you, no... you run into a situation where it's like oh you have a, uh, you know you have a uh, freaking uh, Obsidian, who's making a bunch of different projects, and there's a and that right now they're making uh, Grounded, which is by a much smaller team, probably has a lot less of a focus on it because it's a smaller project, a smaller team, and so they're putting it into early access because they have their sites elsewhere, which I can uh, I can well, understand.
1: Yeah, but when if a game like it's just it's it it bugs me when games like Call of Duty and Battlefield have these betas that you needed to buy into, so they're trying to get extra money from their fan base. So that they can basically pay, get paid to have a few extra stress testers on their servers or something, or just Mm -hmm. to like build a little bit. Like I don't know. It's it's it's. I think as soon as you do that, I no. I think as soon as you do that, it 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 tells
2: me that you're not releasing a beta because if you if you were releasing a true beta and you wanted QA feedback from that, you should not have to force people to pay for that like it just makes it obvious at this point this isn't a beta this is advertising yeah
0: it's it's advertising also like the feedback and... you get from random people and the feedback you get from paid qa testers is incredibly different right yeah because paid qa testers ha- are professional they they know exactly what they're looking for and like how to give that feedback in the way that's constructive to the developers whereas everyone knows what the steam forums are like if you look at right. early where
1: where, games, where where timmy's gonna get film. shot disaster. in the head across the map Yep. and say that the game is broken because there's already cheaters and it was actually just some random dude who had a nice shot like yeah. yeah and and I'm I'm glad you brought up
2: Call of Duty as an example because with a game like that that has such a massive fan base it's there's so many people that are pulling it in different directions and want different things. Yeah. From it. it must be a nightmare, it must be an absolute oh, disaster. Absolutely. That's to the thing QA is- a Call of Duty game because it's like you have so many people that want different things. Some people want advanced movement, some people don't. Some people want World War II, some people want
1: modern, some people want futuristic. It's insane. I mean, that kind of thing happens post release too. I mean, everybody loses their mo- like a lot of people like. The movement, or I don't know if a lot of people do, but I know some people like the movement upgrade, like uh, updates in Halo 5, and some people think it's the worst thing.
2: Yeah, who would like advanced movement in Halo 5? (laughs) What an asshole.
1: (laughs) I I, I can't even imagine. I'm only a fake Halo fan. I I was watching Summit 1G. And he made some good points about it. And he was like, man, the movement and the old Halos is just stupid and boring. It's like it's old, it's antiquated. But then a lot of people like that kind of thing. Yeah. So and I'll Also, at the same
0: time, like I, I know Brett White and I have been going back and playing the old Halo games and they hold up incredibly well. They do. Yeah, like, they're, they're just I did still play stupid fun
1: reach when um, that came out in MCC for. A yeah. Person.
0: But but the the lack of advanced movement is more of a like style. It's not inherently bad or good. It just means you play the yeah. games differently. Yeah. yeah, and there will be people that prefer the how you play, uh, advanced movement stuff, and people that prefer how you don't. And that's like early access, as I think, an opening right. for those people to voice their opinions in ways that may not be con- uh, constructive to the game's development.
1: Right. But going back to Call of Duty, do you really think they listen to anybody when they release a beta three weeks before? Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I was, I was
3: just gonna say that because, like, all these issues that we're talking about, they take more than like a month to well, like fix if you really want to do a, a good job example. fixing
0: them. Because yeah. Avengers Beta is in a terrible state. I, I think exactly. almost universally agreed. Like, so, there are definitely people who have fun with the gameplay, but I think looking past the gameplay, there are so many issues with just performance and and the visual bugs. And just like bonkers bugs happening everywhere, that like there's no way this is all fixed by the time it launches.
1: Yeah, and that's not even like keyway test. Like that's not even. That's just like oh, your game is broken. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's like yeah. you don't need yeah. to pay somebody
0: <laughs> to tell you that. Yeah, and, 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 and then as on a top lot of us, it, it's got this terrible business model.
2: Yeah, and 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 as someone, and I feel like you know maybe I can't speak for Ryan, but I feel like he would feel similarly. As someone who knows who's you know made projects before and knows what game development is like calling uh, a small section of your game that you release three weeks before the game's released a beta is kind of insulting in a way because again it it has that expectation of oh well if anything's broken you just gotta wait and you can see it all over the place whenever a beta comes out and it's like there's a lot of problems here people like oh no it's fine they'll fix it before it's a beta it's like they have three weeks you think they can fix this mountain of bugs design issues whatever the heck in three weeks no of course not
0: yeah and it also has a side effect of like diluting the terminology where beta when you say that to a game developer a developer should know what beta means but well, because, because sure this is too. happening now it's it's making like beta now can mean a bunch of different things it can mean it, an yeah. actual beta it could mean you're doing like a demo beta It could mean a beta that's like in an early access period, which is inherently gonna be developed with like more polished focus so that people don't get game breaking bugs, but maybe the gameplay's not as refined, you know? It it's it means completely different things in different sectors now, which is weird.
2: And another another sign you can tell is that when they release a quote unquote beta, they're usually like betas do not look like this. They don't look this polished, you know what I'm saying? Like this is a demo. They took a section of their game that they like Polished and prettied up for people to consume. This is not a beta. It's way too Polished for a beta. You know what? I mean, it's way too far along for that
1: I think most of it comes down to when it comes out at the end of the day because like if it comes out, you know Three weeks before the release whether or not it's polished or not. It's not a beta They're not looking for testing if if anything at best it is a server stress test
2: if your game Ad is in facts, beta yeah, 3 weeks before if your game is in beta 3 weeks before launch you have problems right. unless it's
0: launching into early access, access at which point it's probably right. acceptable. Something yeah. But,
2: but yeah, but. if your full game is being released 3 weeks after your beta, something went wrong. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and I think I so the, a, a good thing to look for for a, probably how to do I, the, it's not in early access yet so we don't know, but Baldur's Gate 3 is coming to early access September 30th. Larian has done early access with games before. They did it with Divinity Original Sin 2, which is like one of the most well-renowned CRPGs to be on PC. Like, it is an incredible game. And it it handled early access very well, where you get like a solid portion of refined content at the start, which is like the first act of three, while they are fixing bugs in the other two acts and making sure that stuff there is is going well. And then they'll release more content over time for you to 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 do and have fun with. And, like, you, you, they use their, their early access audience as both beta testers in the fas- fashion that they get to kind of shape how the game is actually developed. And they also mm-hmm. get, like, valuable feedback from uh, maybe something isn't working as intended or maybe there's a bug or maybe something is working. Like, they, they know they hit something really well that they can keep doing that. Um, and I think that was an approach that worked for really well for Divinity 2. So hopefully it works just as well for Baldur's Gate 3 when that comes out into it. Uh, but that's I think one of the only large, like very large studio examples of early access being handled that way. Yeah, and it's also they're they're generally only in early access for for under a year. It's like the early access period is mostly the the polishing stage and like the stage where they're making sure all the the quest dialogue like, and whatnot is is working and uh, yeah. making sure content's in like all the tools are made, all the assets are pretty much finalized. It's just finishing the game essentially. Um, which I think uh, is the proper way to handle it.
2: Yeah, and what used to be a big issue, not so much now, uh, it still happens now, but not nearly as much, like back, you know, 2013 to 2016, I'd say, there was a huge problem of people just flooding Steam with quote-unquote early access games. It was just an excuse to like, throw in some unity assets and call it early access, you know, yeah, that used to be a huge issue uh, just because it, it gave, and that's why I was always so hesitant of anything with the early access label, because for the longest time it was just something that was an excuse to release a, you know, an incomplete broken product to get money and then just walk away from the project.
0: And that still so that, does happen. It's just far less common. Oh well, yeah. People and, are and a lot Steam wiser to that it kind of thing. Steam has become a lot better at hiding those things.
2: They're better at hiding it, but I think people like Jim Sterling also did a great job of bringing that issue to the, yeah. you know, to the spotlight yeah. more, and it just made it less, uh, less of an issue as a result, which
0: is good. Yep, that's a, a good point. And I think um, overall for Indies, on the Indie side of things, it, it, we do have a good AAA example that's happening right now of Grounded, right? Yeah. Grounded yeah. is Early Access. It's, it's game preview on Xbox. And there is—it's very clearly early access, and there's only a few hours of content to do. But but what's there is is very fun. It's very polished. It plays well. Like we we did a bunch of multiplayer of it. It was a lot of fun. Polished is a strong word. Yeah, polished is a strong word. But but what's there? There's no like instant game breaking. It's playable.
1: It's yeah. playable. And Spiders so you might phase through walls and <laughs> get stuck, and then you can kill them super easy with bows and arrows and your yeah. spears from miles away. But that was fun because we killed a wolf spider, and we never thought we would.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we, we died so many times trying.
2: And uh,
1: I, I guess this isn't
2: fair, but like, if an indie game is an early access, I'm like, okay, you know, they probably need extra money. Whenever a triple A game says it's an early access, I always raise an eyebrow. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm so suspicious of any because, like, even uh, H1Z1, which was like a Sony inter, like computer entertainment project, was like a survival zombie kind of Daisy
0: I style thing.
2: Yeah, exactly, and that was in and that was in early access for the longest time. It's like I'm sorry, this is from the same people who like produce games like God of War. And stuff like that and you have this like early access like survival game on PC. like what's going on here like it's just it's so suspicious and i hate that because it doesn't seem fair but at the same time it is kind of fair because again this is sony computer entertainment we're talking about i mean you just uh, have to look at their past work as an example of like this is what this publishing you know this is what this publishing group is capable of it's just bizarre
0: yeah and I also think uh, in the example of stuff like Grounded, I think it, 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 a big part of it is that early access lets them get feedback from people a lot easier, especially yeah. depending at the stage of development they're on, like that feedback will be pretty important. Um, and also like easy access to huge numbers of statistics of like, do players do this? Do players do that? Like what is, what is the common loop that people like to do and what is stuff they don't like to do? Yeah. Uh, which is usually a really important thing to find out that a lot of games can't find out until after they release because it needs to release, right? Uh, yeah. and that happens a lot for like free to play games where they'll maybe release an update and that update either will be really great or not great. And they need to fix a bunch of stuff and they had to release it because they like, you have to release something uh, or your game's not going to make money. And I think uh, right now we're seeing indies make good use of early access of, of launching and, Again, getting money to finish development or in some cases getting just feedback if they're like Kickstarter funded or stuff that's already been funded to a good degree and has like a backing or investors. Uh, But with AAA, usually you can be confident those games will get made, but they may not be great. Right?
2: (laughs) Well, they'll be out there. Whether they're good (laughs) or not is a different story entirely, but they're out there. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, like how Grounded goes forward is something I'm going to be super interested in just because I want to see how they're going to handle updates for that game. Because mm-hmm. um, as of right now, we I don't think we've heard a lot about it. Uh, whereas with something like Satisfactory, we got like monthly updates of pretty large content drops. And like now the game is very different from when it started, but it, it started at a very solid position and has just gotten better over time. Whereas I, I'm concerned that Grounded might have some issues of like some changes need to be made with like especially progression loops of right now they kind of have a like three hours of progression and then it just kind of stops mm-hmm. and it's like where else are they gonna go Are like we gonna go in the house I don't know maybe that'd be cool I, I feel like there
2: is an interesting parallel between uh, games that are in early access and updates come out to uh, polish the game and add content to it leading up to its release yeah, and you put and you place that in parallel with games that are quote unquote out and have like uh, some sort of roadmap that adds more content to the game, and it feels just as broken and just as light on features, even though it's a fully released it's, game. Yeah, it's so strange. Like like you look at something like Battlefield Five. That game was buggy as hell, and there just wasn't as much content as there should have been for a AAA release. And as the uh, tides of war kept going on they were fixing things they they made a lot of balance changes they added content to it and i'm like this feels like an early access game because it still doesn't feel finished it feels I, very buggy
3: i would say that's like even like an extreme example because like you say fixing but like dice now has that reputation of just breaking more things and fixing them <laughs> and like even now like the same thing <laughs> is with uh, is with rainbow 6 like that's another game that's that that game's been out for years and it's still like I, I think up until maybe like uh, like a couple months to like half a year ago like ranked for rainbow 6 still had a beta logo on it and it's still a broken game 90% of the time yeah <laughs> uh, they they've completely redone the team so maybe that'll change but like i don't know i like it that that even brings up like another thing like if the game is like that and like it in a released state it's taking like 4 or 5 years to get quote unquote fixed like if it, if it, if it was to stay in development like would it even end up coming out like at all or would it just get just like shoved on the shelf yeah i don't know i like there's there's a big like naming discrepancy for for all of this. Like I feel like the the Indies have a really good like grasp on what is a beta and what is a demo. And because like if it's if like, like we we've talked about what like a beta is, it's like the the early access thing where you like it, it's like months and months before the game comes out. It might not be very finished, but you can get a taste of what it is and they get some free testing. But like a demo, a demo can be a thing like. A, a couple like weeks before the game comes out, and it's like the first like mission, or the first like hour or something, and maybe it's free. And they like, I don't know. AAA games have been doing that for years, like decades, because th- they used to give that on like I don't know, the the demo for Metal Gear Solid Two came on the disc of Zone of the Enders. And no one played Zone of the Enders because they wanted to play the demo to Metal Gear Solid too. <laughs> yeah, like well, there were
2: whole discs dedicated to just game demos. Yeah, yeah, and they were just demo, whole discs.
3: demo discs. And like, I don't know, I don't know why we've lost that thing. And triple, I guess it's just come with the fact that companies now just uh, they just have new ways of of making money. Yeah, and, and demos are probably popular. on that. It's yeah, it just it's it sucks because like they just should be demos. I feel like well, I think a, lot a lot of the time like,
0: the reality of games too is that you make internal demos a lot yeah. like, for either yeah. um, team members to play and get a sense of the game or for like conventions and stuff like that. But a lot of the critical
2: time those, slices are, common yeah, are of common of the time yeah.
0: demos aren't Sorry. polished enough to necessarily release as a public thing. Although I do like we did get recently like the, uh, the whole push at the game awards last year to do like all these demos of all the Indies they were showing. Uh, we got like the Spiritfarer demo and the Haven demo and everything. And th- those were short like convention style demos, but they were very fun. Like they <laughs> they were nice, like 20 minute chunks of these games that you yeah. could play and and know if you were into them like that. That's what sold Fair to me. And I th- mm-hmm. I think that's something that was really cool for those games. And I think a lot of people will be sold on games like Haven that wouldn't have been able to play them before because they got to try it. Uh, and like the weird thing to me is that we got a there's a Tony Hawk remaster for one and two coming out in a few days. You know, if you pre-order, you get the uh, the warehouse demo, which is literally two minutes long. It is a two minute demo, but it's so goddamn good. I literally played it for an hour today. <laughs> the same two minute section over and over because it's so good. And I feel like if you just released that demo, oh yeah, for free, you would have. So many more people interested in this game, like because it's a it's proof that they are going back to a style that people like. I'm like, why not just release that? Yeah, (laughs) I I get they probably wanted a pre-order incentive, but
1: yeah,
0: there's other ways to do that. People one of the craziest
2: down. demos I've ever, I ever saw was what? Which one is it? Dragon Quest was it nine or whatever it's called? Like the most recent one that just came out.
0: Eleven on Switch. Eleven. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, 11S had had a demo that was like four hours long, minimum.
2: It was. It's crazy. And like four hours is a lot for a. For I, a I think I, it, I technically, was... if you
0: did the side stuff, you could be like 10, 10 to eleven hours of content. Yeah,
2: it was. It was a big, big demo, which is super. Uh, generous and also note they didn't call it a beta they called it a demo like they should
0: well it's also that game had been out by the time that demo was made that game had been out on pc for like a year oh shows you how much i know about dragon (laughs) quest
1: (laughs) um (laughs) i remember playing the mirror's edge demo just over and over again because it basically just gave you like the beginning training area but I would just run it because like, the movement in Mirror's Edge is so much fun. But it just gave, made, made me want so much more. Yeah. The game was, ended up being kind of just okay because I wasn't very good at it. But <laughs> I still. Oh, I like that game. <laughs> I like it too. No, I love it now. Like, but I was like 12. So I just was yeah, like, I yeah, did not fair. have the finger dexterity to understand how to pull half of this shit off that it needed me to do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah I think that's all fair points. Uh, okay. We, we've run our gamut. Of discussion topics i think i think yeah. we just need to accept
2: the fact that our shows are an hour and a half to two hours now we
0: said that i said that at the start <laughs> i said we're talking yeah. we had to cover all this in an hour and a half which is the goal well, no, but
2: like but like normally i know but you know we, we, we usually try that. and keep it under an hour it's not gonna happen. no
0: we, we haven't done that for the past 10 weeks wyatt i have all the recordings <laughs> uh, the time we'll check right now no... right
2: ryan ryan there is no proof that our okay. videos have exceeded an hour there's no <laughs> proof <laughs>
0: You know, this is our, our closing game. We don't normally do closing games, but look, let's look. When was the last Double On Radio podcast? That closing was game title. Let's make
2: Wyatt look like an idiot. It was
0: Double <laughs> On Radio Weekly number 10. That is 22 regular episodes behind us, but also four games casts or games clubs.
2: God, we've done that many episodes.
0: <laughs> yeah, we've we've done a good amount. Uh, that was the last oh. one that was under an hour. And even then, right immediately before that, we had an hour and 20 minute one about Mass Effect. So <laughs> we've run the gamut. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think now, for the most part, it's an hour and a half to two hours. But we, we've Back talked about. Back in the about day, when we were we a Star Wars podcast. About. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about Star Wars today. So it's not completely gone. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we talked about Halo, but now we've talked about Halo. The no, way we, we did, did a little about bit we did. We we did. About the movement.
2: We we sprinkled it in there
3: here and there. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so normalized. You can just like forget about it. It just slips right in.
0: So, yeah, any any closing notes about anything we talked about today? People want to mention before we go into shoutouts. Video games. The video games. You know what video games are fun, right? That's <laughs> what we're do, here for. You might be they right. They are. Video games Sometimes. are kind of
2: really cool. And yeah, you I, I, you know what? I, I like him a little bit. I, I like him quite a bit. Just a little,
0: though. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that, that's the Gamescom wrap up. We'll probably, any stragglers that we missed from Gamescom will be on next week's episode. Uh, as well as, we. there was a Nintendo partner showcase that we could have talked about, but it was pretty much entirely rhythm games uh, and Puyo Puyo 2. And I mean, Puyo Puyo 2 is exciting for puzzle game fans and, like, Tetris-style game fans. Uh, but that's about it. So there's not a ton to talk about in that in that partner showcase. So if if anything about that seems super important, we'll talk about it next week. But as of right now, it wasn't that interesting. If you're into rhythm games, check it out. But aside from that, not a lot really happening with Nintendo. Uh, which is weird, because they don't have... Usually they have bangers this time of the year. They They got, they got a few games cooking to release towards holiday but they don't really have anything right now so not yet we might see something but whether or not we do is is highly up for how COVID has affected their development uh, alright yeah so I think we're safe to move into shoutouts we're gonna go down the line Ben that means you're on the spot
1: All right. Shout out to this video that I just found of uh, 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 an oblivion character voiced by Todd Howard in one of the like you know, little console <laughs> commands where you can type in like COC testing halls or whatever. It's in yep. uh, there, and there's a character that's voiced by Todd Howard, and it has a bunch of different like emotes that you can click on. It's like angry, and then he says some stupid line, but it's Todd Howard, and he's really bad at voice acting. And it's hilarious. Oh,
0: that's <laughs> fun. All right, Brett. It's your choice. Your, your um, moment.
3: Shout out to the Dreamcast for being apparently really difficult and awful to emulate, because I've been trying to do it all night, and it's not working. <laughs> it is, it <laughs> is
0: one of those consoles. <laughs> I hate it. I it's, just want to play a game like, called Egg. I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like only half of the games will work, because the games Ugh. were programmed very weirdly, from my knowledge. Mm. So funny the architecture. The PS3 had funny architecture, too. All right. <laughs> You know, I gotta give my shout out to the, uh, the Tony Hawk demo. The fact that I could spend, I, I think, over an hour at this point, I, I literally played it for like almost two hours, I think, of a two minute demo speaks to how good that gameplay is. Like, it, it's mind numbingly amazing that we're getting a skateboarding game that's returning to the roots of good skateboarding games. That's it, Wyatt. Go.
2: uh shout out to uh deep rock galactic that's like the the game i've been playing for the past week and uh probably one of my games of the year uh at the moment it's really really good uh, i would say it, it's a mixture of like kind of minecrafty elements and uh left for dead where you play as space
0: dwarves so yeah. i mean sold you know it's a very fun game it's very it's good. It also ties in the Early Access story. That game was in Early Access for a long time. But for a the long time. time! Yeah. I and, can't and believe I didn't released, mention that in this entire conversation. It was kind of a whisper when it released, because they, they had basically finished the game before that. <laughs> the release was just like, hey, the game doesn't bug out anymore.
2: I'm kind of really sad that I didn't bring it up during our conversation, now that I think about it.
0: No, yeah, I mean, it's not... It's one of those cases of, like, that game was just polished always. So... I think that's a good point to end out on. Have a good night, everyone. We're gonna play the outro. Get out of here. We'll be back next week. Don't worry. Uh,
1: my name is Enido Montoya. That's a, that's
0: a copyrighted phrase, Ben. You can't say that. On the <laughs> lying, you're lying, <laughs> and it's copyrighted. I can't believe you do such a
3: thing.
2: Uninstall Ben. Uninstall. Is
3: my mic really been crackling.
2: A little. A little bit, not the
1: entire time. It wasn't too bad. It was just when you were speaking and in that yeah. last part. Okay, yeah. uh, I don't
3: know.